everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I am Taku Woodsy and I'm recording this from sunny Melbourne, Australia. This podcast is dedicated to my love of writing. I love words, I love writing them, I love speaking them. And this category, the speech writing part, is going to be focused around keynote speaking, speaking with kids, improvising speeches, you know, a whole heap of things around the topic of giving a speech. Now, in my capacity as a writer, whether it's been a technical writer or whether it's been a comedian on stage, giving a speech is any time that you need to stand up and give words to a room full of ears. And I I love writing speeches. I love giving them. And, And so this is going to be quite a big part of this podcast, going through the different ways that I write speeches, whether they're for performance or whether they're presentations where I've got, you know, a PowerPoint behind me or whether they're video, whatever it is, anytime that there's a whole group of words that need to be said to an audience, it's technically a speech. Now, I started speaking professionally as in getting paid to speak probably eight years ago. And how that came about is that I started a fashion business where I was going around to people and I was selling these t-shirts that I designed. And I won a business award that suddenly made people curious about, wait a minute, who is this African girl in Australia selling clothes? What's her story? And I started being asked to speak a lot more at business events, at schools, in the community. And at first I'd just go and I'd just speak. I'd go, yeah, yeah, this is my story. Wow, this is how I've done it, the challenges I've been through. And, you know, people would really respond very well. And it got to a point where I was doing a lot more speaking than I was sewing. (laughs) And then I got a, a business advisor and I just started speaking to people who were saying, you need to get paid for your time because every time you go in your car and you go to this event and you share your story, you can get paid for this. And at the time I was studying architecture, I was looking at, you know, getting into that area and my heart just wasn't in it the same way as I was uh, getting excited about being on stage or sharing my story. And yeah, I ended up giving up the architecture and started pursuing a a professional speaking career. And wow, it has been eye-opening, it has been ball-breaking, it has been wonderful and rewarding, but also it is hard work. Being a professional speaker is hard work. And unless you've got an agent or you're really, really famous and everybody's calling you all the time, It is something that you have to keep practicing, you have to keep speaking, performing, um, and just being a better speaker or presenter. Now, before all of this happened in Australia, back in the day in Zimbabwe, I used to do a lot of drama and I Stedford. I used to do a lot of public speaking there. I was part of Toastmasters. So I have always been speaking. It feels like I've been speaking my whole life. But it's only in the last, I would say, maybe three to four years where it has scaled up a notch, where now my appearance fees are significantly higher than they ever were back in the day when I started. Also, the kinds of clients that I've had have been much, you know, much 
better. Uh, so I've worked with government organizations, not-for-profits, businesses. And then my favorite, to be honest, is working with kids in schools or with youth organizations. That has really given me such joy because a lot of the things that I talk about is the tough things that I've gone through to get to this point. So arriving in Australia by myself, no friends, no money, and then some of the crazy things that I've tried, my really amazing wins and my not so wonderful losses and, and loser moments. And just weaving through how I have come to be this Taku, this Taku who loves to speak, who loves to write, who loves to create. And so with this speech writing, um, I guess, area of my podcast, that's the kind of thing I'm going to be talking about is when you're giving a speech, you're in essence telling a story. You're telling us something, you're informing an audience, you're, you're doing something, whether it's a persuasive speech, whether it's a funny one, if it's comedy, whether it's a eulogy, anytime that you need to get up and share your heart or your thoughts or experience verbally to an audience, there, there's a process to that. And I'm going to be sharing some of the different speeches I've given, the different ways that I prefer for speeches and any other insights and you know any other tips or people who inspire me with their speaking um, that's what i'm going to share so anytime you see the word speech writing you see those two words just know that's what it's around the public speaking um, the presentations and i'll just share with you a breakthrough moment for me was probably oh, i think maybe three to four years ago where I was invited to give a speech to kids. I think it was 2,000 kids at a leadership seminar. And I'd just written a poem, and I think I was talking about how I wanted to write a book. I can't really remember, but I just remember that being a speech that changed everything for me in the sense that these kids completely embraced me. They embraced my words. They embraced the way I presented I also felt like I was really just myself on that stage. And there was, there was a real shift in how then I realized I can speak, how I can share my heart. And it's come full circle in the sense that when I was younger, I used to, I used to talk nonstop. I used to have stories about everything and jokes and wisecracks. And, you know, they always used to say, ah, Taku, she just doesn't, she doesn't shut up. And then I became a professional speaker where, you know, I was more structured in my speaking, doing Toastmasters, um, you know, presenting for, you know, high level corporate clients, you know, the preparation, the more structure to my speaking. And now it's almost coming to the other side now where I'm doing comedy and stand up where there's structure, but it's quite loose as well. And it's quite improvised. And, and that's, come, that's kind of the stuff that I want to explore under the speech writing. You know, how, how do I write? What makes, what makes my speaking work? What are the, the bombs that I've had where nobody's loved it? Um, I mean, there's so much that I'm going to cover within this, this topic. Anyhow, I am going to share with you... Uh, let me see, what should I share? Could I either share my TED Talk or... The very first speech that I just mentioned. Hmm. 
you know what? I think I'll men- I'll, I'm going to share with you that very first speech that I talked about at that leadership seminar. And then I will post my TED Talk as a separate episode. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy listening to my podcast. My name is Taku and this is Ta- um, Two Words with Taku. You can find me and more of my adventures at taku.com.au or if you're Instagram and Twitter savvy, I am at Taku Speaks. Or if you like videos, I am at Taku TV on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening and speak to you soon. We have now time for a very special presentation for Taku Scruton. Would you please give her a round of applause? Today is Harmony Day. Each other we see. So let's become friends, Australian you and multicultural me. to be here. Thank you for having me. Are you feeling happy? Yeah. Oh my gosh, fabulous. Now, today is Harmony Day, like I said, and part of Harmony Day is celebrating different people from different places. And as Murray said, I'm from Zimbabwe. So today we're going to greet each other in my language, which is Shona. And this word that you can see up here is Mangwanani, which means good morning. So can you guys say Mangwanani? I love it. Okay, so we're going to do it African properly. So when we're greeting each other in Zimbabwe, we actually clap. So girls, you get your own special clap. You clap like this. So it's cupped. Just the girls. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Boys, gents, you get your own clap. It's this. Can you hear it? Sounds different. All right, so can everybody stand up and we're going to say Mangwanani to each other, clapping. Mangwanani, turn to the person next to you. Mangwanani, Mari. Mangwanani. Africanized, aren't we? So goodbye Africa, good day Australia. <laughs> I am here to tell you about the one day that I realized my multicultural voice actually really matters. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story. And hopefully by the end of it, I just make you happy. That's why I'm here. So I left um, Zimbabwe 12 years ago, and I had to leave all my beautiful family there because I came to study. I wanted to be an architect, and that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I had to leave everybody. And in the bottom picture there, that little girl you see with the sunnies is my 11-year-old sister. So she's probably about the same age as you guys. 
but I actually don't really know her that well because we've been living apart for this long. So I just wanted to share with you that one of the biggest things that I've faced living in Australia by myself is coming here without family, leaving everyone I know, and then just trying to make friends and make the most of my time here. And the poem that I wrote and that I recited earlier was inspired by students just like you. Last year, how many weeks, I was speaking at a school and some of the kids were coming up to me and saying, oh, I don't know how to make friends. Oh, I don't know how to fit in. You know, nobody understands where I come from. And that's where I come in. So along the way, in my time in Australia for the last 12 years, I always get asked all sorts of weird and wonderful questions. Taku, why is your skin brown? Taku, your hair, how come you change it every single day? Taku, what's it like being a migrant? Taku, can you speak African? You know, all sorts of things. And then it got to a point where I thought, you know what, somebody multicultural needs to stand up and say something. Because I was really starting to feel like, you know, not enough people were saying something. So I thought, you know what, I'll do it. But I don't want to be boring. I want to be crazy and colorful and use all my creative energy. And I told you I was studying architecture, so I started designing clothes. And I'd go to fashion shows, like Australian fashion shows, and show my African designs. Because I just wanted to this, them to see some cool migrant people doing cool, creative, colorful stuff. And it was scary. I didn't always have support. I didn't always have money to do, to do it. But inside, something just felt like I need to say something. And then as soon as I started speaking, oh, everybody wants to know now. Do you know the most people who bought my African clothes were not Africans? They were Australian people. And then I was in the papers. And then I was on radio. They just wanted more people, more migrants, more multicultural people to stand up and say, hey, we're here and we're cool. And I loved it. And you know, my favorite bit was going into schools and speaking to young people like you guys. Because I think sometimes we don't know who to talk to. We can't talk to our parents. We can't talk to our teachers sometimes. We can't talk to each other. So I love walking in and being that happy person that you can ask those really crazy questions because I'm not shy. So it's all happy. You know, I'm speaking at schools. Life is great. And then I thought, you know what? I'm tired of just speaking at schools in Perth. I want to I speak to a million people. I want to touch a million hearts. I want a million people in Australia to see a happy migrant person, a happy person who's just, you know, not in a gang. Someone who didn't really come on a boat. No, I didn't come on a boat. <laughs> Someone who didn't come on a boat. Someone they can just ask all sorts of questions. And I was telling my business advisor, and he said, oh, a million people, that's a bit much, you know. And I was feeling down, because he's Australian. Then I was watching TV one day, and this ad kept coming on. Do any of you watch the project? Yeah, so you know the show with Dave Hughes, Carrie... And they had this competition where they said, oh, we want to hear your voice. Do you want to be on the chair? And I was feeling down. I was thinking, oh, there's no way they're going to pick a multicultural person or someone who wasn't born in Australia. I started getting worked up. I started beating myself up about it. I was going, there's no way they're going to pick somebody multicultural. You know what? Somebody multicultural should just dare to even apply for it. So then I thought, oh, I'm somebody multicultural. So... On my couch, I put this little video through and I sent it to the producers. I'm the voice, try and understand it. Make a noise and make it clear. Oh, 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 oh.
Hi guys, my name is Taku and I'm going to give you some quick tips why I should be on the chair. Number one, I think I'm the only black person I know who friggin' loves John Farnham, so surely that wins me some brownie points. Number two, I'm already a professional public speaker. I have the gift of the gab and I've also won some Australian business awards for it, for my multicultural voice. Number three, I love politics. I cried like a baby when Julia... <coughs> Rad, so I've got enough to say about that. Number four, I'm a current affairs junkie. I'm originally from Zimbabwe. Enough said. Um, number five, I'm creative and artifati. Anything colorful and wonderful and fashion, I'm there. And last but not least, everybody loves chocolate. So why the hell not? was the day I realized, I hope I don't cry, how much my multicultural voice really matters. I didn't think they'd pick me, but they picked me to represent all of WA. They thought my multicultural voice matters. And you know what? Your voice matters, whether it's multicultural or not. Honestly, those moments where you think you're not somebody or you're not cool or you're crazy, Yep, anything can happen. Now, do you know what an ugly cry is? Does anybody know what an ugly cry is? An ugly cry is when you are so happy, you have joy from the depths of your toes, and you cry and you look ugly. <laughs> I did about five of those before we took these photos. I could not believe I, little Taku from Perth, was interviewing Kevin Rudd, who was then the Prime Minister of Australia. And the whole time that I'm sitting there in front of the cameras, I'm going, Mom, I'm on TV. Mom, I'm on TV. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. So again, I just want to show you guys that sometimes those really crazy dreams that you have might just come out, might just happen if you step up, if you just go against the grain, if you listen to that inner voice, your you voice, Mine, it's my multicultural voice, multicultural me. That's what I listen to. So what now? I've been on TV, that's great. Mm -hmm. Am I famous yet? No. Am I rich yet? No. I'm still chasing my dreams, and that's part of being a leader. You never quite get there. There's always something to do. There's always somewhere to grow, somewhere to go. You always want to keep aspiring to be better. And you know what my biggest dream right now is? See that cartoon there, Taku TV? I want to be a cartoon. I really want to be a cartoon because I can't go to every single school and speak to every single child. So I want to be a cartoon that's cool and crazy and colorful that can just be your friend. But I'm not quite there yet. I'm still working on it. So just watch out for Taku TV. And I'm still going to keep traveling and I'm still going to keep dreaming. And that's what you must do. So I'm kind of coming to the end of my talk, but I just wanted to tell you guys that as I was preparing for today, in fact, I was telling them in the green room, I'd sent an email a while back to Halogen to say, hey, I love young people, I want to talk to young people, this is what I do, and I didn't hear from them for ages, and then they invited me to come to this talk. And I saw the email, and I clicked their list of previous speakers, because I thought, oh, Halogen, okay, yeah, I'll suss it out. And I click, and I saw Delta Goodrum. You know that ugly cry I was talking about before? Yeah, I did it again. Because this time I was going, wait a 
minute, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous. They better pick somebody cool. They better pick someone who's just going to be awesome for these kids. And then I thought, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm somebody. I'm somebody cool. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> So I've got to start wrapping it up, but did you guys know that yesterday was the International Day of Happiness? Did you know that? No. Well, I woke up this morning and I saw it and I thought, no, that is so spooky because the next little bit is I want you guys to dance with me because I am so happy. And I didn't know they picked this, I didn't know they picked this song before I came here, but Please all stand up and let's just dance because we're happy. <laughs> and do the crazy dance. I think I can't hear it. I'm on a time schedule. So my last note is, you really, really are somebody. You really are. And I love you. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. That's right. Guys, we're going to give you like 30 seconds now. As the music comes on, just to write down your main thought. What are you going to get out of this talk? What does it mean for you?